This podcast is brought to you by Uconnect, the creator of the first all-in-one virtual career center. Scale your impact and engage more students with a platform that puts all of your career resources in one place. Hey friends, welcome back to the Career Everywhere podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Metzger. And this week, I'm excited to welcome Chris Entringer, the Career Services Coordinator and Enrollment Advisor at Northeast Iowa Community College. In this episode, I talk with Chris about how career services can support and improve retention. Chris and I discuss what career services looks like in a community college, what initiatives his team has launched to improve retention, how his team is structured in an integrated way, and more. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for being here, Chris. Yep. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the opportunity to, to talk and, and this great, great venue for colleges and career services across the country. So thanks for the invite. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you're here. And I'm excited to talk to you today about kind of how career services can support student retention. And I'm also excited to have the community college perspective represented. You're our first community college guest. So just thanks for being here. Yep. Yep. Thanks. Thanks. That's awesome. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right. Before I get into my questions, Chris, is there anything else you'd like to add about yourself, your background, or your role there at NICC? Yeah, you know, I, I give you a little bit of background. Hopefully, not too much. But I, you know, I when I got into college, you know, I went to a local private college in Dubuque and really didn't know what I wanted to do with my career or my major. And you know, I was one of those students that bounced around. I pre med to pre physical therapy to, to English writing, and then I, <laughs> I always say I took a sociology class of all things. You know, sociology. What's sociology? You know, one of those gen eds. But I really enjoyed the instructor. I enjoyed learning about social interaction and how all that works. And just it's just kind of fascinating me. So I, I kind of got trial by error to try something. I learned about that career. So I remember my dad, you know, a pretty conservative guy, a technical guy, and worked in the cable industry. He said, what are you going to do with sociology? And I said, well, you know, there's things I can do with that. So I went to, I remember I went to the University of Dubuque Library in Dubuque, Iowa. And, and they had a, back then, you know, early 90s, they had a sea of college catalogs. So looking through catalogs and then I found, I thought maybe guidance counseling, maybe being a sociology professor, but then I found uh, there's a post-secondary education higher ed program at University of Northern Iowa, which is down the road from, from Dubuque. And so ah, I think I'd like to do that. I think I'd, I think I'd like that interaction with students, you know, making, you know, and I checked out the program and, and really loved the program. And so I got my master's in, in post-secondary ed student affairs. And then how I got into the community college, really, I took a class called, actually called the community college at Hawkeye Community College in Waterloo, Iowa. And Boy, it just opened up my eyes to see, man, I, I think I'd like to work in that setting, you know, really making a difference with, with students, you know, making a difference with with those types of students and college students in general. But I really like that idea. And I remember I joked about, you know, colleges are all over the country and I, I could work anywhere in the country. And then I ended up in my backyard at Northeast Iowa Community College. So I did an internship at NICC, summer of 95, I can date myself, but, and that was a great experience. It kind of got my foot in the door. I got to really see the, you know, the career and my role was really career and advising. So kind of, a, and I'll talk about it a little later, but I had kind of a dual role with career services and advising, and, and I've really had that role ever since up till now. So it's been a great run. I've enjoyed the ride and enjoying all the technology things that are, are changing in our midst as we speak. So yeah, sounds like it's been a very interesting career journey for you, but you landed exactly where you needed to. Yep. So it's been a yeah, good place to work here. So awesome. Well, before I get into my more specific questions about our topic, I do want to kick us off with a question I ask all of our guests, and that's what does career everywhere mean to you? Okay, that's a good question, right? So I, I thought about this a little bit too. And, you know, I think to me, you know, personally, I think I always think about the celebration of career. So celebration of everything career. And what does that mean? I think making that investment in your students 
whether it's in a classroom. And I talked about that power of one. So, so every student you meet, really invest in that student in terms of, and students can tell, you know, they can tell if you're invested in them, you're interested in what they're doing, even if they're undecided or they're, they know they want to go for nursing and you're helping with list resumes. I think they know that, that you're really invested in them. So I think really celebrating that with the students and really celebrating that with your, your college too. So I think that's infectious. I really try to bring that forth in our college here at NICC. I always kind of joke about doing walkabouts, you know, you walk about around the campus and really, really promote career services. And I'll give an you know, example of when a student comes in, you know, and introducing them to maybe our support staff and say, you know, hey, this is Jane Smith and she's looking to go into nursing. So really introducing that student or you're going to the library and introducing them to Victor, our librarian. And then it really gets your colleagues invested in students too. So I think I think on that that high level, thinking about that, kind of high level thing, philosophical, but I think that celebration of career is important. I think it really helps drive what you're doing at your colleges. And I think it really helps to motivate you to really remember you're here for the student, right? You're here to help them with their career and then with prepping for the job market as we do that to increase services and really having a good career when when they leave. And and even to the point where, you know, always have that door open. So a lot of students, you know, they they may stop out or, you know, I'm always that person, that celebration of career, hey, keep in touch. So I, I really love it when students, maybe they stop out for different reasons, you know, and then they they contact you in the future. Hey, Chris, I'm looking at coming back to college. And and then you make that connection that way too. So so celebration of career is a broad philosophy on that. So Yeah, I, I love how you worded that, that it's a celebration of career because it really is something worth celebrating. Like it takes a lot of time and energy to figure out what you want, to figure out what you want your career path to be and then to make it happen. Like it should be a celebration. Yeah, so kind of have that mantra every day. You know, come to work and be excited about that, making a difference in, in people's lives, right? Because yeah, it's, it's it's really important. So, yeah, what a privilege, right? That's awesome. Yeah, cool. Well, now I'd love to dig into our topic today, which again is how career services can kind of support retention. So, at a high level, like, what are your thoughts on that? How how can career services help support retention? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. You know, I think retention is sometimes hard to, to find a grasp on that. I think career services, and I'll intertwine this later in the talk here, but I think career services, oftentimes I say when you need us. So I think really, really getting to know your your college support staff, your advisors, faculty, I think a big part of retention, I think, is really getting those referrals. So if a student's really struggling and maybe a student's doing our nursing program, we have a really great nursing program, but they really struggle with the clinicals and they're either they're deciding to change their major, you know, so that's a real, you know, point takes their breath away. You know, what am I going to do now? So I think having our staff, whether it be faculty or advisors or admissions, you know, really getting those referrals to send those people to career services so we can help them reevaluate and re-gear what they're going to do. And a lot of times in my role, you know, I do advising too, which is really nice because sometimes that really complements things. So if you're looking, sometimes students think like, well, I'm changing my major. I'm going to be, you know, way behind in, in the, this and that. But, but you start looking at their credits and saying, well, no, actually a lot of your credits count towards this degree. So you're really not that far off. So I think any way possible or ways you can be, be a part of that puzzle or part of that retention puzzle, I think is to getting those referrals and really being a part of all the processes that you do for retention. I think career services should, should have a piece in that puzzle. And we have lots of initiatives we have at the college and I, I could speak to those too, but um, we have an early alert system for students that are not maybe not performing as well in their classes or having, having problems. We have we do a really good job of reaching out to students who are not attending their classes. And we work with at-risk student groups. We get reports about activity in their classes. So there's a lot of work amongst our integrated model, which I'll just also talk about, but a lot of really heavy work goes into that 
especially early in the process and really making those connections with faculty. And then career services part of that is really supporting that student that's maybe changing their program or they're looking at dropping out of school. So really supporting that whole, those multifaceted processes that we do at the college for retention. And those are just to name a few things. I'll talk a little bit later about our, our career hub, which we're also looking at some retention efforts in that too. So Cool. Yeah. I I think it, it makes a ton of sense that career services really could play a major role in retention because if students feel like they have, they're on a clear path, there's a goal at the end, there's light at the end of the tunnel, there's a, you know, again, a clear goal, a clear pathway, it would be so much easier and more fulfilling to continue with your classes, to continue staying in school. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, as I mentioned earlier in the intro, you know, you're our first community college guest. So I think to provide some context for all of us, can you just share a little bit about what career services looks like in a community college environment? Sure. We're in Northeast Iowa, um, and Iowa has 15 community college districts across the state of Iowa. So, so, and I would say, you know, on a bigger overall, you know, a lot of the career services offices are, are pretty small. They might be one-stop shops. We're maybe no exception to that. Since my role is kind of, I have a dual role with advising, and we have another, other staff can kind of do some other things. So, so oftentimes you're, you're maybe not having a ton of staff. Even our bigger community colleges in Des Moines and uh, Cedar Rapids, you know, they're not like hugely staffed. So I think it's really important to make yourself known, toot your horn. I think your CEO said, you know, that your David said that career services is optional. So how do you make yourself known? How do you get your, yourself out there? So I think it's really, and, you know, you have new students coming a lot faster, you know, than a four-year college. They're moving faster through, whether it's a one-year or two-year program. So I think on a day-to-day basis, really doing as much and as best you can with career services at your school. And the more ways you can get yourself known and, and like I said, toot your horn a little bit, get faculty to know who you are. And then you start thinking, you have those referrals, right? You start, hey, people are starting to send, send people your way. So, so overall, you know, community colleges in Iowa are typically smaller offices, um, one-person shops. I will say that we do a good job of keeping in touch. So if I have a question, I can reach out to other community colleges, career services offices around the state. We have a state professional organization. We just started a new organization, a new grouping of all of our career services departments from across the state, from all the community, you know, most of the community colleges. And that's been really fun. Seems like not that long ago, I was the newbie and now I'm more the veteran. So, so going to these meetings, you know, with, with new career services people, I think that's really valuable. Another note, I think it's important too, to think about the community colleges, you know, we work pretty closely with our transfer colleges. So the state universities, the privates, and we have an organization called the Career Professionals of Iowa for the state of Iowa. So that's a professional organization for career services. So I, I'd really encourage colleges or, or areas to, to think about having a, you know, if, if they don't already have a professional organization that's made up of your career services people from the community college, from the privates, from the universities, because that's been a really great organization too. And as far as helping helping support career services in general, but also helping, you know, we can learn a lot at the community college from the four years and they can also learn from us. So I think, I think that trade-off has been really, really strong in the state of Iowa for community colleges. So, yeah, that's great that you have those peers. You can kind of bounce ideas off of share best practices with. That's awesome. So career professionals of Iowa CPI, we even have a, a college in Northwest, it's North, spread me wrong, but Northwest Missouri state. So we have uh, some colleges in Missouri that join our group too. So they come up over the border. So that's kind of fun too, to, to meet some we let some of the border schools sometimes from other states come and participate in our conferences and stuff like that too. So, Yeah, you may as well. The more the merrier, right? <laughs> Do your students get terrible career advice from YouTube and TikTok? 
Give them access to better video content with Candid Career Plus. The YouTube of career videos, Candid Career Plus is an expansive video library with thousands of career-focused videos that cover a wide range of topics, interests, industries, advice, and more. And every video is sourced from best-in-class career content creators, including ADP List, Way Up, and many more. Learn more at goyouconnect.com slash candidcareerplus. Okay. So again, you were just kind of talking about your team a little bit, and you mentioned in our prep call that your team has an integrated model where multiple departments are working together. Can you tell me a little bit more about that model and how it helps you support retention? Sure. So in 2017, the fall of 2017, the college pretty much thinking student services, right? So we, we developed an integrated model. So we were kind of moving towards that prior to 2017, but the college really sat down and student services really looked at, you know, how can we be more of a one-stop shop? How can we support students better in that sense? And part of it, you know, is, is how you're, you're set up building-wise, right? So I remember in the past where we weren't that far away, but, you know, financial aid was a couple blocks down and you had, you know, made a contact that way. But so with, with new construction at, and we have a, we, our main campuses are at the, in Piasta, Iowa, and then Calmer, Iowa. So way in Northeast Iowa. So each of the campuses has gone through some new construction. So we have our student services are all constructed. So we're all pretty much in one area, right? On each campus and integration, we're one college, but we have the two main campuses and then we have centers and integration really tries to integrate all those entities, but especially the two main campuses. So think of the community colleges in Iowa. We're the longest geographically in terms of Calvary and Piazza different distance. So how do you best communicate? Of course, technology really helps with, with a lot of that this day and age. So that integrated model, um, we have enrollment advisors that they do a little bit with financial aid. They help with incoming students. We work really closely with the missions. We're next door to everybody. So I do a lot of collaboration with, with our staff that are right in our office our learning center is close and our, our trio program is real close by. And we have staff like our support staff, they may support different offices. So, so I have support staff that support some career services functions along with other functions. And I think it, it, there's a lot of cross training. No, don't get me wrong. We do have some specialties. So like we have a, a an advisor that does kind of, she's kind of like our finance person. So she kind of has a dual role. I do advising and career services. So I'm kind of integrated in that way. So I think it's it's really that, think of that physical location, the one-stop shop, so students get, get everything done in one area. And then we have we have staff that maybe hold multiple roles in terms of what they do and, and functions, from just processing functions to, to who they work with in terms of students and programs and stuff like that. So it's been, you know, overall a, a good system. It's, you know, I mentioned before about how we have as far as retention, we have all those initiatives, right? So we have we have an at-risk group that we, we work with. So think of the retention group, like certain staff or a lot of staff that are working on that are non-attending students. You know, we have majority of our staff work on the non-attendance outreach. So you think about, well, do you, do you spend a lot of time doing that? I mean, I mean to me, it makes a lot of difference. And sometimes you're kind of like, oh, I got to do all this. We got to do this outreach for not attending. But boy, if you can make a contact with a student, find out what's going on, you know, and again, that retention piece, right? Are they maybe need to back out or, you know, maybe start the next semester or can we adjust their schedule? So that's really been key on that. We identify on our, our college systems called Brightspace, our college course or classroom system, and we can pull reports off of that. And we do have, we have at-risk groups that are pulled from that 
that we reach out to. And then we also have just our, our normal, our regular student lists. So there are assigned advisees or you know, advisors for that, but really concentrating on those at-risk students. And we have parameters that are set up with our college to determine where and who those at-risk students are. And then, so it's a lot of outreach to our students, you know, and early, early the better, early alerts. And that Brightspace report, that's checked throughout the semester. So we're really checking that at all times. And then even at the point where students can, like the last day to withdraw from classes, we really try to have that process there so they know they can maybe withdraw from a class if they have to, so they don't get a, you know, a low grade, you know, stuff like that. So I think it's retention. It's like a puzzle, like a bunch of pieces of that puzzle. And how are you going to put the pieces of the puzzle of, of your services you offer? And then how can that translate into outcomes with, with your retention? So I think that um, you know, overall, we had some, some good results with um, retention as far as those outreaches. So Yeah, that's really interesting. I So I'm kind of curious from like a career services perspective, or in your case, kind of both academic advising and career services, when you identify an at-risk student, what happens? Like, what do you do from that career services side? Well, there would be outreach to that student, would be from our advising staff who are assigned those students. And then it's really that collaboration of, of me as an advisor and or my career services role where we identify that student, especially if they're struggling or if they're struggling on maybe what they're studying. So it's a lot of working with the other academic advisors. And we have advisors that just do advising, but we also have me and another colleague, and then we have a, a, a colleague up at our North Campus that does, we're kind of that career advisor. We do both career end. So it's really connecting with those other advisors to make sure students are, those at-risk students are, are where they want to be. And if they're struggling, that again falls back to that referral process where whether it's the faculty or especially advisors, you know, they, they can help identify. They We can be as good at retention with the support of our other colleagues at work, specifically people working with those at-risk students. So there's those, and again, I said before, those referrals are really key to keeping those students, making the best effort we can make to keep those students enrolled. You know, it's like you can't get everybody back, but you really, really work hard to, to, to retain, right? And retention is put your best foot forward on that. So I think it's really that collaboration piece with advising, I think is a key part of, of what we do with retention in our integrated model. So, Okay. So I'm curious, what specific things does your team do to improve retention? Well, I think, you know, I mentioned before those, those outreach with those at-risk students, I think identifying at-risk students, really working hard to keep them enrolled, keep them engaged. I think that's the key part of it. And I think just doing our best to keep working on those at-risk groups that we have. I think that's the key part that we do. And I can mention more about our career hub. You know, we talked we talk about that too, about how we're looking at do some of that with our new initiative and then with the career hub too. So I think up front too, um, you know, with I think retention, you know, it, it can even start before they're even on your campus, so to speak, meaning like you have a lot of students that they're maybe afraid to come through your front door even, you know, to come to your college. So, and again, that's that undecided student who really is maybe more risky, right? You know, if they're not, sure what they want to do and they're just going to enroll and kind of be floundering a little bit. So we have on the front end, we have students can apply as, as not undecided or they can apply under like a cluster. Like I, I know I want health, but I'm not sure which health program. So those students are all assigned to our, our career advisors. And then we work really closely with those students to help help them and, and get them enrolled and, and really work with them really up front. So I think that's that's a key piece of retention too. So think of kind of like being proactive, you know, think even before you're on, they're on your campus, you know, what are some initiatives you can do? We've been doing the undecided applications for quite a long time. Of course, we're, we're always trying to ramp up that process. And we we actually started a, um, 
the Find My Path semester. That is a program where students, you know, they, they come to the college and they're not sure what they want to do. Again, thinking of that retention piece, right? So those students, typically they're the students that are assigned as undecided, but they work with me and our other career advisors. And then we help determine, well, well, maybe, you know, we can just certainly do career planning with you on your own and kind of do that as a process. Or you can think about joining or, or entering the Find My Path semester. So what that is, they take a career, exploring careers class and a, and a job shadowing class, along with a, like, a, we have like a college 101, a college experience class. And then they'll take like pretty common classes, like maybe a comp, a writing class, a math class, psychology. So they're taking pretty general classes to start out with. And then, you know, I think that has been a great addition to our college. It's kind of, a, we've kind of have it on a soft launch. So we, we started it, we'll follow 22 and we'll get about 10 to 12 students in the fall and then six, seven students in the spring. You know, not a lot of numbers there. We're trying to, to really ramp that up, but I think it's really those students that you really want to keep and you want to capture and, and keep them engaged. And we've had really excellent feedback from students that have been in those classes for the Find My Path semester. So think of it at students, it's like a structured career planning semester for you. So it's a good investment up front, right? So you're not, geez, we don't want you to jump into a dental assisting or a welding or nursing program and you're saying, get me out of here, you know, in, in October. So I think it's, I think that is a, a really, I think as far as career services and, and a good collaboration with faculty and with our, our integration model, I think that Find My Path semester is, um, again, that whole idea that, that up front. So think up front with retention, right? With those students that are making sure you keep them and you're not losing them. And we've had even contacts from students that have, we had a student that graduated and and he took the class later in, in his, his NICC um, program, but then he, he was contacting career services after the fact to get help with stuff. So it's like, we make those connections. That class is taught by a full-time faculty who teaches the college one-on-one college experience class plus the exploring careers class. But our career services office works really closely with with those with that class and really supports that class. So it's been a good collaboration with a you know an academic faculty class too. So that's that's um, I think that's a really good initiative, and hopefully we're going to increase our enrollment in that in the future. So yeah, I would love to hear more about that exploring careers class. Like what is typically covered. Yeah, so here's a good example of a career everywhere. Or, you know, they use our website quite a bit. So we're like, all right, so they're using our career services website. So with Candid Career, you know, we have the videos we have. So they're using that quite a bit. It's really taking career assessments, learning about job market, and they do the job shadowing part is really done a little bit further in. But they kind of establish their their career planning with with assessments, with learning the job market. They bring in guest speakers that talk to them. Career services goes and talks to them, and then. And then a, a few weeks into the term, the job shadowing or slash information interview part, career services helps them. They have to do um, a certain number of job shadows, information interviews, or they can actually visit a transfer college program. So learn about transfer options. So it's really, really getting them to, to take action. So take a career assessment, go visit with an employer, bring in guest speakers they can listen to and gain knowledge from. And then at the end of the, that class, a little bit early, but but you know we have them do we prep them for a mock interview and a resume, so it gets them out of their comfort zone. So again, that whole idea of those students getting getting out of their comfort zone a little bit. So so it's really you know interactive class. I think a lot of good speakers and career services. Again, we go in and talk to the class a couple times about resources and stuff like that. But it's it's a great example of how career services can really be engaged with a class. And I like the idea that they're using our website, they're using our resources. They're using our, you know, our candid career and other resources we have for that class. So, and really good, nice feedback from, you know, students have had, we've had good um, 
testimonials and feedback from the class. So it's kind of like they're all in the same boat, right? They're a group, they're a cohort, they're trying to figure out what they want to do as a cohort. So, so the value in that, right, as a group, we're all, hey, we're all in this boat together. We're trying to develop our plan plan for future career and, and what they want to study. So yeah, I imagine it would be comforting to go through that with a cohort of people who are kind of experiencing the same questions, the same uncertainty, trying to just figure it all out. Because, you know, no pressure. What do you want to do with the rest of your life, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, and it's interesting, you know, because we do a lot of, and I talked about the power of one, a lot of individual appointments. And I really believe in that. We email, we, we do Zoom, we do, you know, there's meet students where they're at. But, you know, it's really talking through the students. And usually we get a pretty good sense if they'd be a good fit for the um, Find My Path semester. You know, we, we really try to help them find that that's a good fit for them. So, okay. Very cool. You've mentioned a couple of times today and also in our prep call about your career hub. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So career hub. So that is kind of a career everywhere thing, you know, so around that, that integration time, that fall of 2017, we, we got a new uh, jobs posting system and we got a career planning assessment piece that we're kind of, so we want to really try to find a catchy slogan or way to promote like a one-stop shop for students. So, so, Hey, let's call ourselves, call it the career hub. So the Career Hub is really that one-stop shop to get career planning information, do a job search, find out about resumes. So it's so kind of like, and you know, to our maybe not our surprise, but but in a good way, it caught on at the college. So you, you start hearing marketing talking about, hey, the Career Hub, or a faculty say, hey, I send students to the Career Hub to, to look up jobs. So it's like, hey, it's taken off, right? So so just in that that name of that, we even got to the point where we were thinking about, you know, we're called Career Services. So but maybe, hey, maybe we'll change our name to just call ourselves the Career Hub, and that have career services. So that kind of debate went back and forth. So then as we got further into that, you know, we, we, we saw value in that. We saw value as, as a career everywhere marketing way to market our services. We have that, Mary mentioned that college 101 and exploring careers too, but the um, college experience class, like we, we really try to get out to all those classes and then they access the career hub, they access the career planning assessments and all that. So we promote that right as they start at the college for, for most students. But, you know, that's been on our college's EDU, you know, our website, our public website. But we thought, hey, why don't we, how do we extend our arm? How do we have more of an outreach to students in terms of the Career Hub? So we're working with our Department of Instructional Innovation and Design, our distance learning department. I, I wrote it down, so I remember. But they, they're great to work with. The, the, did, the DID office is what they're called. But So they're distance learning because we have a lot of online courses and, and programs at the college. But they also support our college class portal called Brightspace. So Brightspace is where students, you know, have their class information. If they're doing all online classes, you know, they access their class in Brightspace, kind of like your internal portal. So, and maybe other colleges, as I was interested if other colleges are, are using this too, but so I said, hey, why don't we move, really migrate our career hub to create a, a Brightspace in that Brightspace classroom environment, so to speak, and then really work up that career hub concept from, from that. Because students, they're in Brightspace, they're in there all the time. You know, we have our student life, Office has a Brightspace kiosk or page. We have, you know, some clubs and organizations. So our career services team really worked closely with our distance learning team. And we, you know, we just wrote down like a wish list, you know, so just think big, right? And a wish list. What would career services, what would we want in this Brightspace career hub? And thinking about how do we expand that reach? So, you know, you think about, we have a lot of like, we have veteran students, you know, we have, we have Marshallese students, we have single mothers and single fathers, you know, that maybe can't get to campus. So 
We have a lot of more online programs and not to mention our, you know, our, still our face-to-face classes, but how to really reach that arms out further to capture more of those students. So this project has, um, was the idea. So within the career hub, think of it as it's going to have like, we have a, what's called a career lab and that's going to have information about resume development. It's going to have a, a mock interview um, resources and we're going to have rubrics in there to critique students. So for example, with the career lab, the resume part of the career lab, you know, I might go talk to a class of 40 nursing students and they all all have a resume critique. So we're going to have them, you know, they're going to set an email me their resume or sending it as a Google Doc. We're going to have them upload that resume into the career hub and impart that career lab. And that, that's going to be a great way to, to really connect with students through the career lab and provide resources in there. Another cool piece is that we can direct. So like with the Brightspace career hub, we can have resources in there that are particular to a certain program. So so we can have resources that just the nursing students would see versus other majors, which is pretty cool. So that's going to be a big piece of that. We're also looking at, we have, we're going to have micro-credentialing, micro-credentialing courses, and those are going to be micro-credential students can pick up. We're seeing if we can really relate those to the NACE competencies so they can get micro-credentialing, little, little courses they can take to get, get some credentials and, and in part, that may include some of the NACE competencies as far as part of that. So, so it's that part. We're going to have um, really looking at maybe like an employer section, you know, for employers, for, you know, have resources for faculty and staff. So it's really that, again, that whole career everywhere concept and that celebration of career, right? To have, hey, this is a spot. And, you know, I think it's important to think big and have big goals. And then, you know, you kind of see where things land. But we really want it to be a, a college resource a career services resource for students, that bigger outreach to capture more of our students. You know, we don't want to lose that that face-to-face the part either, but but really this this really opens up that door, right, with technology to provide provide an online system. It's in our college course system. Students are used to, to, to using it. And with that, you know, it's really going to influence our NICC public career services page. You know, we're going to migrate stuff from that to the to the career to the career hub. You know, it's always that old adage, you know, how much do you have on your EDU site that's for current students versus perspective versus alumni? You know, how do you balance that? So I think that's, I know that's something, you know, we, we struggle with sometimes, you know, what do, what do you have on your EDU site? And, you know, are your current students looking at that or not? You know, with some Google Analytics, we found that, you know, our students, current students don't look at your, at the career services page as much as you'd like, or that we like. <laughs> I mentioned the, um, so maybe, maybe that should be more of a place for, for, you know, maybe alumni or for prospective students. But I mentioned, you know, you know, that we drive that a little bit from career services, like with that um, exploring careers class where they, they're really active using our career website. But but hey, even better now with that career hub, Brightspace course room portal, you know, that can really ramp up how students are using that system, you know, how, how they're using career services in terms of a, of a process or a way they can access what, what we're working with them with. So so it's a lot of technology pieces to it, a lot of um, and really grateful that we have a, a really great distance learning department. I'd encourage other colleges or career services, you know, really find those partnerships. And I've listened to some of the podcasts, you know, I think that's really critical, right? To find those partnerships, who you can work with, who you can partner with. Because really, we really had a good, uh, you know, it's really fun to, to sit down with our distance learning department and our career services and, and really create a Google sheet and just, just write down our wants and needs and what we want to have. And, you know, that collaboration is really great. I think it was really, really enjoyable too. The process has been enjoyable. Now that being said, we have we still have a lot of work to do on it, but we're, we're in the early early steps, and I you know be could maybe share at a later time how it's going and all that. But we're really excited about it. That whole I'm trying to keep that celebration of career with with the career hub 
system that we're going to have for career services. So we're um, looking forward to that. And as far as retention, you know, we're, we're hoping we can really in- integrate some retention in that. Like, how are we retaining students that are accessing that? How can we? Because the system it has some really great ways to track things and, and track usage. And the old days where you know we have like a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet, and you just you know mark down you know. But so this this has. I'm sure other colleges have some pretty robust tracking systems, but we're excited as a small community college to have have some really robust tracking of what we're doing in the system that the Brightspace provides. So that's another piece that we really want to help support our retention efforts even at a higher level with, with the Brightspace hub and have it be really intentional and have it be real up-to-date information with, with how we're doing that in terms of retention and, and just using our services, right? Using career services as far as how we track everything we're doing. So yeah. Yeah. That would be cool if you could eventually be able to like gather all of that data that shows like the clear causation relationship between the work that you all do and retention there at the community college. Yep. Yep. But that's certainly one of our goals. When you mentioned this early on, that popped in my head right away when you mentioned that, you know, as far as that, that's really an important piece of the system is how we're, again, we're supporting retention efforts from, from career services. So yeah, it sounds like a lot of what you're doing is it's really about a couple of things. Like one is kind of engaging the whole ecosystem of the community college to make sure that everybody is involved in career conversations, everyone's prepared to have career conversations. And then secondly, it's also about being really proactive. Like you're trying to get in front of these students as early as possible, identify at-risk students, help them along maybe more than others might need. So it sounds like what you're doing is has been effective. Like, are you seeing those results there on campus? Yeah, I, I think so. I think there's some real excitement for the system and all that. I think about that. You know, was it UConn has that career um, champions? You know, and we're, we're trying. Mm-hmm. This is our this is our career champion system, right? So, and that whole idea um, of you know that where career services is optional, right? So, how do you you really got to build that brand? You know, you got to really get that get get faculty engaged in that. You know, and they're they're key to that all of it, right? To get because they really help drive our students and get that that talk around campus. So now the career hub becomes comes a part of the college. You know, it's that I think integration has really helped to, you know, if you think about they talk about the old adage, you know, silos, you know, where you're siloed, where I think our integration has helped to knock down those silos in terms of student services. And I think that that can only help the career hub, I think, as a system for our college. You know, if we already have the integration we have less silos to try to, to break down to make it a, a great and robust. And really, we want to make it a, a great system for, for, you know, it's for the college, right? And it's it's not just, I mean, it's career services, but it's the college's product. You know, you try to think of it that way. Think big picture on that. So, yeah, that's really cool. I'll be excited to kind of keep in touch with you and see how things progress in the coming years. Yeah, I'll have to give you some updates how it's going in the future. So, yeah, yeah, please do. So, Chris, I'm curious, what advice do you have for other career services leaders in all institution types who want to help improve retention? I think, and maybe this is stuff they already know in some ways, but I think it's really, it's hard work. I mean, I think you have to, you know, almost on a daily basis, you really have to get to know your constituents around campus, really work the room. I remember talking to a colleague at at Kirkwood Community College in Cedar Rapids, they're they're a bigger community college, but I you know I remember them talking about they really they really work the room and they have a couple more staff than we do, but they really get out there out and about within their college and you know we our campus at Piazza and even Calmer is pretty small you know we're pretty small campuses we can do the walkabouts pretty good but I think really trying to 
make those connections. Um, and if you can do it face-to-face, even better. I know it's sometimes that maybe bigger in universities, but I think if you can make those contacts face-to-face, that reminded me of our past presidents. When he started at the college, they said that he just, he walked around the campus all over the place. All he did was walk around and get to know people. So I think I think that relationship building is really key. And then how can how can we support retention? How can, you know, how can we be a voice in that? I think tooting your horn about, we want to be a part of that. We want to have that as a part of retention, I think. And if retention is that part where, you know, I mentioned earlier about those referrals, I think that that is a key component of that, you know, those referrals to get those students to, to keep them engaged. If we're end up being the last stop as a connection for the student to keep them, let's try to hold on, keep them, you know, keep them in the college. You know, I think that's key. If there are things that can be done even before they get to the college, like I mentioned before, you know, those undecided students, I think that's maybe a different way to, th- you know, it's kind of, well, they're not even here with us. How do we how do we retain them? They're not even they're not even at the college yet. But I think it's important to think about that. You know, those undecided students, or those students that are, boy, I'm I'm really gun shy. You know, I you wouldn't believe. You know, I you know I have students that are under undecided applicants that are boy, they're they're super gun shy. You know, it's it's almost like you really got to do your work to get them to actually come in and, and meet or engage or talk over Zoom. I think, but I think that's really critical for career services to play a role in that to get students to build that trust. You know, if they have that trust. You know, I always think the that feeling of, you know, students that feel they can't come and talk to you. You know, I work really hard at that to let students know I, I have an open door. So I appreciate walk-ins or, or a quick text they send me. You know, I, I appreciate that because they know that I built that trust with them, right, that they can reach out to you. I think it's being involved in the college. I think I mentioned before about, you know, the, doing, you know, walkabouts around campus. And, you know, I try to just a, a nice hello to students or if you see a student you're working with, like, like ask them, like, you know, I stop a student that I'm working with, or maybe one of my advisees, and I, I say, "So, when are you, you know, when are you graduating? Oh, it's going, how's it going?" I always ask those questions. I'm also um, maybe not retention, but I'm on the um, the keynote speaker committee for graduation, so I get to learn about students that way too. And that's been, you know, they tell their story. So you learn about what does it take to be successful as a college student. You know, how did career services make a difference for them in terms of um, being, you know, when they give their keynote speech? So I, I guess. I would end with, you know, I think it's really working the room. Try to get out there face-to-face if you can. Get to know your constituents. Get to know your faculty. Get to know your, you know, every, your support staff, everybody, right? I think that's really important. And then certainly the um, trying to work to get those referrals of those students and then and really working with your college too. And certainly there's colleges that have systems in place to check, to really research that data. You know, we got to look at that data to determine how we can... Um, better retain. So yeah, it's good advice across the board, <laughs> especially the the building relationships thing. We've had, I mean, I think almost every guest on this podcast has really like emphasized the need for those partnerships, those relationships, again, engaging the whole ecosystem of a college or university, just making sure everybody is involved in this career everywhere concept because it's better yeah. for students, they'll be more successful and it's honestly better for that whole ecosystem in general. Okay. Well, Chris, I know we're kind of coming up towards the end of our time here, so I want to start wrapping us up and be mindful of our time. But is there anything else that you would like to add that we haven't covered? You know, I think it's important to enjoy what you do. I think if that's a, a career advice, I think it reflects in what you're doing in your job and career services. I think really being, remember that celebration of career, I think that celebration of careers is key, I think, with support staff, with with your maintenance people, with I think that's all important. I think coming to work every day like that, I think it really makes a difference in terms of the culture. I guess I'd end with what I said earlier, you know, just that celebration of career, you know, to, 
And you have, you know, there's bad days here and there, but I think really, really try to be a, a good, hey, career services. People get to know that reputation or that that office or that department, you know, that career services office that does that, that is celebrating careers. I think that's really important. So Yeah. I really love that concept. And as you were just talking, it made me think like celebration of career has kind of multiple meanings. Like you can help students celebrate all the career possibilities that are available to them. But it's also, as you said, about enjoying your work, celebrating your own career as a career professional and enjoying the impactful work you get to do every day. Yeah. And then kind of related to that actual celebration, right? So I really, you know, make it to our college graduation. And then I and again, I do my walkabout. I do I walkabout. I, I see faculty, but I, I try to I catch those students and maybe a student I didn't even work with, but I, I congratulate them. You know? So I think that's, you know, if you can do that, it's really rewarding, I think. And, and think of that maybe rewarding for yourself, but think about the student, right? That, hey, Chris is here. He's here to, you know, support my graduation. I think that's the final celebration of that. So, yeah. And I'm sure it makes them more likely to reach out to you in the future if they need help as an alumnus too. Yep. Yep. I said this before, you know, every time I present to students, I say, you know, so I remember when I was in college, it's like, well, can I, can I go back to my college? I'm graduating. Can I go back? But it's always like, hey, hey, you can always come back and get, you know, get, because we do work with quite a few alumni that come back to the college. And again, sometimes it's that student that stops out, or maybe they graduated and they're still looking for for a job, or maybe, you know, they they come back for, and I have, um, I keep students resumes on file as best I can. Sometimes they say, hey, Chris, you, can you get my copyright resume? It's like, hey, what? <laughs> so, you know, they, they didn't keep the copy of the resume. But I, so I do that too. So I have a lot of, um, that's really fun too, really having that connection with alumni. And really, again, that whole idea of keeping that door open if they need, ever need help with, with anything. I'll give you a quick example. I had a student that graduated, he's a welding major and he graduated three years ago, Came back, got help with his resume because he was applying for a job at, at, at John Deere in Dubuque. So we helped with his resume. So that was a recent one I had. So that's really rewarding, I think, too, as a career services office. Certainly, if you can, and I'm sure many colleges, you know, working with their alumni office, again, that partnership or or keeping that, keeping students that whole mantra that, that hey, you can always come back and get resources or, you know, from not just career services, but, but other parts of the college, I think it's really, really important. If it's, you know, lifelong learning or just they need help with, future career plans or, or job search or resumes. So, yeah, that's great. It's, yeah, it's, as you said, lifelong learning and helping and career services can help facilitate that for sure. All right. Well, Chris, if people would like to connect with you or learn more from you, where's a good place for them to do that? Yeah, I have a LinkedIn account. That's a good spot. Just the NICC career services page, or we have an email that's careerservices at NICC.edu. So if that's an easy way to remember, if they want to shoot an email, that's our, our, our group checks that email. So that's a good place to land. Certainly a friend, you know, I always say friend, but that's a Facebook, but friend <laughs> on, on LinkedIn is good too. I, I enjoy connecting with people. And I've really enjoyed, you know, that because I mentioned before, you know, we, we look really closely with our, our Iowa constituents, you know, career services, but it's really great to have that avenue, you know, nationally, right? So I think, I think this career everywhere and your podcast, I think it's been great to hear nationally, you know, on a lot of, a lot of hearing from other colleges and you know, we benefit a lot from our intern, you know, our, our in-state stuff, but it's great to hear from other around, you know, nationally. It's been great too. So awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That's definitely the goal here is to help facilitate some of that learning and knowledge sharing. All right. So, Chris, to kind of wrap us up, um, at the end of every interview, I like to do this answer a question, leave a question thing. Okay. So I'll ask you a question our last guest left for you, and then you'll leave a question for the next guest. So our last guest was Ange Richard of Boston University, and she left the following question for you. What advice would you give to college students who are just graduating and starting their first job? 
Okay, uh, the first one's not really a real one, but but I had a classmate at University of Northern Iowa, and he said his answer to that question was, "I'm just going to stay. In, I'm going to keep staying in college. I'm, I'm not going to enter the workforce." <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not going to work. But he, he joked about that. That's kind of funny. But but more seriously, I think um, I think, you know, I'm a big believer in, in hard work from day one. So work hard. I think it's important to find a mentor, whether it be uh, formal or, or informal. I think I think that mentorship is important. You know, I think back when I started, um, one of my coworkers, Kathy was her name, and she boy, we sat down and she went through stuff with me. She went through college, every college program we went through with a highlighter marker. And and that was really my mentor. And so I think hard work, finding a, a mentor, either informally or formally, or more than one mentor. And then I'm a big believer in asking questions. So whenever I meet new employees at the college or in student services, I always say, you know, hey, and my door's open, you know, just ask me questions. You know, I think that's, and there, there's a lot to say about that too. They know that you're, you're open just to talk to them. But I think, because I tell students, you know, I still ask questions, you know, I, 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 I go out and ask questions. So again, that collaboration with this, our integrated model, I still share and ask questions, information share. So I think those three things, hard work, mentorship, and ask questions are are key, I think. Great. Yeah, that's good, solid advice all the way around. All right. So Chris, what question would you like to leave for the next guest? Oh, this one. I thought about this a little bit. And okay. And here, so uh, in short, um, uh, to to AI or not to AI, or more specifically, what are you doing with AI? What's happening with AI? We've been using AI, you know, with ChatGTP with, with some resume development and some different processes, and we found value in it. So just curious for the next guest on the podcast, you know, what are they doing with AI? How do they see it in the future? Our college member, I remember our, our distance learning team is very, very active right now with how AI is going to affect classroom learning. So I think I'm curious to hear that, if they have any, any plans or, or not, or, you know, how they how they see AI, you know, with, with career services and how, how it can hopefully be a positive and, and helpful resource in the end, right? How are they going to leverage that is my question. So, Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. It's a very hot topic right now in career services and like all industries, yeah, honestly. All over, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the podcast today. This was a fun conversation. I think our, our audience will get a lot of value out of it and hopefully think about how they can continue to help retention on their campuses. So just thank you for taking the time to share your experience and your wisdom. Yeah, appreciate the time. It's been great chatting with you and uh, appreciate the opportunity and continue to enjoy the future podcasts that you guys use. So it's been a great resource for our college and I'm sure a lot of colleges across the country and career services particularly. Awesome. Well, I, that, I love to hear that. So thank you very much again and have a great rest of your week. That's all for this episode of Career Everywhere. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time.